listening to Putting Up with Aaron Michael Marsh. Narf. How's that? Yeah, we're just having a regular conversation. So although I just complimented his buying the water filter for the apartment, mm-hmm. he also, when he broke the toilet seat, was like, I barely use it. So if you want to get a new one, that's on you. Go ahead, buy the whole thing. Ha. But I don't think, so I was like, wait, so you're cheaping out on $7. <laughs> Especially something like breaking the toilet seat. You just need to do that quietly and never talk about it. It wasn't even a big deal to me. And also, it was also like, I'm not going to just not use the toilet seat. But his his idea was like, oh, no, no, I don't even really use it. I'm like, you don't what? use it. First, how do you break it and not use it? But also, how do you just not use it? Just don't use it. You just, I guess, uh, you're in a squat the whole time, <laughs> yeah. really strong thighs. What if you were just like, hey, I just shit in the shower. So I don't even know. That's on wow. you. Wow. I've heard of people peeing in the shower, but shitting in the shower i okay i did have to shit in the shower recently recently but because into a bucket in the shower because our electricity was out for like three days because of this big snowstorm in virginia and so none of the water can pump unless the electricity is on so first i went outside you know in the snow i was like whatever fuck it but yeah you know eventually now. if it's nighttime you don't want to have to go all the way outside and so you put the bucket in the bathtub you then squat over that bucket and there you go you have a nice okay outhouse. no no questions <laughs> follow-up question was there a learning process and aiming or are you just like no i'm gonna point blank range this i mean it was pretty natural you know i think that they developed the toilet from the bucket so it was like a very natural because when i see people's pictures from like when they go to egypt and there's just like the two bricks and like the hole oh and i'm like we just all figured out how to hit hit the hole no that's that's different because well because this was like more like a seat it was a drywall bucket okay 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 yeah so So it's a a tall tall. bucket yeah yeah that's exactly the kind of bucket you want I was thinking like one of those like two foot. You got to like really squatch in there. I couldn't yeah. have handled that. So made it. Yeah, through. no, the splashback would be too much. It'd be emotionally damaging. It's really something like when you are trapped in a house with other adults and you know that you're, you, none of you can go to the bathroom. My mom just stops eating. She just won't eat anything. She's also crazy. She's just okay, well, if you stop eating, that doesn't mean you just zero poop now. Right. That's the logic is not there. <laughs> I mean, haven't you ever just stress pooped? I don't know. You know, just I was like, I think you need to eat some crackers or something. And she was yeah. like, oh, wait until the power comes on. <laughs> she just didn't poop for three days. I don't know what she does, honestly, because. What if she had like a little bit of a belly after the three days and everything was just like, just just go over there. Like just, it was just like two words. Like, hold just, on. <laughs> just just hold out. I mean, I don't, don't make know. Don't me laugh. <laughs> She's she's a crazy lady because I always thought she was a robot growing up. She worked at the Pentagon, so and I swear, like, never hear the water running when she says she's gonna take a shower, or like, you know. And so I'm like, I don't know, never seen her cry. She was just charging up. Anything with moisture is. So your mom is that TV show except grown up. Vicky, small wonder. Your mom is just small wonder, but big wonder now. Vicky, the small wonder. What's that? There was a sitcom in the '80s called Small Wonder. Oh wow. Where there was a family of three, except there was a fourth that was a robot. The dad programmed a robot girl, and it was a secret to the neighborhood. Oh. But she had super strength, and she also could be really fast. Played by a regular actress, though. Played by a regular actress. Got it, but she's a robot. But she had to talk like this. And they're like, oh, yeah, this is just Vicky. She's right. just autistic. And like, hello, I am Vicky. 
Did they actually say she was autistic? No. That would be a good cover. I mean, yeah. people would be very open to that now because we understand it more. We'd be yeah. like, yeah, that's just Vicky. Yeah, in the 80s, I don't think we used the word autistic. <laughs> no, I don't think we did. Yeah, it would have been much meaner. They're just like, she's different. She's different. And the neighbor's like, too different. You know, like. So were they like spying on her to see if yeah, they could catch? Yeah, that was the whole show was them trying to catch and figure. Like, we know something's up with Vicky and we're going to figure it out. Right. They're like, no, she's a regular girl. Hide her exactly like my mom yep. yeah so mm -hmm. yeah there you go exactly bingo except nailed in the it. pentagon That's except for in the pentagon right mm -hmm. <laughs> tomato tomato have you seen any evidence that she's a human now it's too long to pause i don't you know it, there's some flares there but it's like that could be programming you know mm -hmm. like sometimes she's, she's real add or something i'm like oh, that could be a trick yeah you know? that's true you know, like sometimes the way Terminators bleed. Oh, because that's what you would look for. Mm -hmm, exactly. They put real skin and blood over a robot in those movies. These are robots. They're not idiots. Mm -hmm, They've exactly. thought ahead. I mean, hello. Yeah, they're time travelers. Clearly. That's what happens with robots. They're all time travelers? Oh, in Terminator. Oh, in time. Oh, well, then they're definitely going to have Because they've figured it out. They've gone through advantage. a couple of steps. If your mom is a robot, mm -hmm. which I'm just going to say yes, she Let's is. Let's say yes. We don't have the technology now, but we do in the future. By the time we have that technology that can pass as a human, we figured out time travel. I see. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. That makes sense for these universes to, mm -hmm. to be existing in the same time, same space. Have you ever seen her put her finger in an outlet and just give a sigh of relief? There we she, go. She could have, you know. <laughs> like... I feel like I have a lot of scrambled memories. It could be the drinking, but it could be that she's, yeah. you know, memorized me. Did she ever eat a battery? <sighs> what if you got to the poop bucket and there was just a bunch of D batteries? Just batteries in there? Yeah. <laughs> that's, I knew it. <laughs> that's truly why she didn't go. <laughs> she yeah, was exactly. like, ah, you can't know my secrets. Jeez. Yeah. Well, she's like, she doesn't want to use the energy it is to chew and digest. Because mm. she's like, we're out of power for three days. So she should have a solar charger, though. I had a solar battery. I mean, you got to be prepared for these things. So you're a robot. No, I just have one you could plug your phone into. Okay. That uh, is okay. You have a solar powered battery for your phone? It's like it's like a, a battery pack, and then you attach a solar powered panel to it. Yeah. And mm -hmm. it's supposed to charge other things, but it mainly only charges a phone. And you could uh, plug the lamp into In it. In your that life, works. it's a phone charger. In other people's life, it's whatever they need electricity for. Well, it wouldn't even like boil water. Like we had this electric water boiler thing that didn't work it, it's it, it was a good idea but it doesn't have enough juice for what i need okay just for my survival my, my limited survival i think i uh, saw skills. this on shark tank a more powerful one yeah that's what i need lady uh, this lady had one that was like an upside down umbrella like et would use but yes. it was all like foil colored on the inside mm -hmm. and it would get hot enough that it could cook something she made it for camping yeah where it was enough power to heat up the thing so they could, like, barbecue and camping. And Mark Cuban went in on it because he said, this is a wonderful invention, but this isn't going to be its main purpose. The technology you created is going to be incredible. It's going to be a billion-dollar thing. This product is just going to be a novelty thing that that technology can do. Well, that's because President Mark Cuban has a lot of forethought. <laughs> you know, people Wait, want him to run. President? No, uh, people really want him to. I've heard people saying that he's he could probably possibly run. Um, I mean, pff, 
Yeah, everything's possible, I guess. And this sure. guy, he can see the value in uh, turning an upside umbrella upside down and cooking in it. Then that's the kind of vision that we might need, you know? Yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, at the same time, I could see Elon Musk having the same train of thought, but I don't want him as president. Right. Well, the execution's not quite there yeah. with uh, little Elon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> little musky. But also all these people that want to be celebrities. I'm not sure I want them to be president because... It just doesn't work well. Have you ever noticed, though, that most people who want to be celebrities and most people who are in politics are psychopaths? There's an overlap yes. there. Yes. So. Yes. I've said this for many years, <laughs> much like a, it's a Batman quote at this point, that anybody who wants that much power shouldn't have it. Like, if you're afraid of that power, that's the one we need. But those people aren't running and they don't have the energy to run as hard as you need to run for this. Yeah. But normal like, people. No, no, no. The people that we need to be president aren't the ones that have the burning desire to make sure they're president. Absolutely not. It's almost like seeing like a really, really good stand up or something, but you only see them in open mics or whatever. And you're like, mm -hmm. and they're like, just have no desire to really, they're just like, whatever. I just like doing it, whatever. You're just, you don't get it, but that's the kind of person oh, you I need. Oh, I call that to... Keith Kelly. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Keith Kelly, so for those that don't funny. know, crushes all the time. All the time. I love him. Absolutely love him. Brilliant material, perfectly written, delivered wonderfully. Mm -hmm. I've asked him to do this podcast, and he goes, oh, I don't do those. They get in the way of doing open mics. And I, when I ran a book show, I tried to book him on it for longer sets, and he's like, nah, nah, I would get in the way of the open mics. And I was like, never mind. I don't even know what you're up to then. <laughs> That's why he's so fucking genius. I, I mean, th these are the types of people that you remember seeing, like, on the mm -hmm. scene, and you'll just be like, yeah. Exactly. That's it. But because his brain works that way. But that's the thing, too, about like people who would be really good at stand up or really good at leading or whatever. Like, OK, maybe you're really funny, but you have some addiction issues, as many comedians do. But Keith doesn't seem to have that. No, maybe not that. I'm saying some people go get to the top because they're very type A and yeah. they don't have these issues. Sure. But they're not necessarily the funniest. It's just that they're, you know, don't fall on their ass drunk. Sure. Like I did the other day at the comedy store. Wait, Look at my hand, it's bruised. Saturday. Saturday? <laughs> no, Friday, Friday, Friday. It's like I you can, learned nothing. I, I learned absolutely nothing. I have, no, I did, I learned I have too much social anxiety, and maybe next time don't wear shoes that are too high. <laughs> I thought it was just going to end with shoes. Just don't wear shoes, period. It's safer for everyone And I'm involved. like, not wearing shoes at the comedy store? It's exactly <laughs> what we're talking about before we did the open, or before we did the podcast. Yeah. If I touched my barefoot on the comedy store floor... Bring your foot. Start over. Get a new foot. Yeah, you might you might need to really douse. Just scrape, just scrape a few layers off the store. There's not enough. I would have to scrape a few, so many layers off. There would be somebody's name on the bottom of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! People would never. Then everybody would want to be like, "Who books that? Can I get on your foot, please?" Can I get on your foot? Yeah. Because you know the only people asking that would be dudes. Can I get on your foot? Yeah. What's up? I have a theory. Tell me if this is if you think this is right or wrong. Okay. That foot fetishes aren't real. They're mm. just for pervy guys to do pervy things. And I don't believe women have a foot fetish. I've never met a woman that has the foot fetish. Okay, that is a good point. I think it, it, I, I, I'm with you here. I'm with you for that. But the way my mind goes is it's a power thing. Like feet is such a obscure kind of a thing. Sure. And 
like I didn't even know I had bad feet until, you know, as everyone in LA does, you try to make an Instagram so you can do like fem dom and, you know, put up pictures of your feet. Not the way I had is I didn't start an Instagram so I can get a review on my feet or to be on femdom. No, a femdom is like it's a financial domination, right? But then there's some oh, foot okay. stuff in there sometimes. You know, I was trying a lot of different things because when I was poor. I've never heard of a person putting a picture <laughs> of their feet up to be like, any interest? And have the foot community be like, nah. Yes, they will tell you pretty quickly. Uh, Maybe a corn farmer. They said no. <laughs> they said no to my feet. Okay, they, I have a bunion or something from doing ballet. I didn't even know that that feet were supposed to be straight like that. I I didn't honestly so you're like my feet are curvy oh uh, like, yeah those are bumps I had no I was like those are that's nice that's a nice elegant foot mm -hmm. and um apparently they said no it's trash it's trash no so, no I refuse to take any of that in but I think that then it's just guys who need that power and so then they're like rating your feet basically like it, it's because i mean i can't change my feet you know i can put on makeup i mm -hmm. can put on a nice clothing or whatever but my foot is still fucked up you could never play cinderella absolutely not you not with a foot in the tarantino movie <laughs> I know. you think if he had an audition he'd make you come in barefoot probably i bet he does yeah he probably does he would cast you see the feet and be like we're going to need to take a five. And he's like, hey, guys, do we have other? Do we have another foot? I mean, listen. It's the one audition where they're like, we're going to need a headshot and a foot shot. Oh, that's just too bad. This Tarantino's not my future. And I've known that yeah. for a while. So Was that hard to accept? You know, no, because I feel like if you're a black person in a Tarantino film, it's it's hit or miss. It's, it's a lot of struggle. Pretty, yeah, there's a lot um, of exploitation. Right. So, you know, I'm okay with it. Yeah. <laughs> but fine. it's a lot of exposure, too. You know Spike Lee would see it. He'd hate it, but he'd watch it. Uh, I just, let's just take the Keith Kelly route, and it's going to get in the way of the open <laughs> mics. And, you know, you start getting into Tarantino films, it's going to start Yeah, he's getting... like, I have an idea. Once upon a time in open mics, you're like, no. I'm afraid that's going to get in the way of open mics. <sighs> it's going to get in the way of open mics. Are people still doing open mics out here in the time of COVID? Like, what's yeah. going on? Yeah. I know that there was, because I went back home to Virginia, so. I know you did. There was, I know there was a lot of, like, Zoom stuff. I checked out, like, some, you know, shows here. Well, are you there. about to get back into the open mics, or are you avoiding the open mics? Uh, avo avoiding? Yeah, that's the right word, I guess, sure. Sure, avoid it. <laughs> Perfect. Well, I mean, I don't live here, so it's like, if if you I want to live here, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't live here right now, so it's like, if I wanted to do one, I'd have to go up to D.C. Mm -hmm. and like, you know, I don't even know like how long the list is there, and it's just a whole thing. But I'm sure, it's a smaller scene. Yeah, it's definitely the only a smaller scene. That have giant scenes like this are Los Angeles and New York. Everywhere else is a smaller scene of about fifty to eighty people, and they all become tight, and then people seem to do tons of shows. Wow, 50, to, could you imagine 50, 80 people? That's, there's like comedians I've definitely seen but never even like interacted with just because there's mm -hmm. so many different little pockets yeah. in the scene. Oh, exactly that. Yeah, I mean, it's it's good and it's bad here. I don't know, I do think it would be interesting and like kind of nice to see what a smaller scene would be like because it is, we like, did you start, you start in LA or did you start? I did start in LA, but I'm from Tucson and Tucson still considers me a part of their scene despite yeah. barely being in it. And so when I show up, they give me the world. Yeah. They're like, whatever shows you want to show up on, just show up and we'll put you up immediately. You're like, I'm that's not dope. special, but I'll take it. Yeah, for that's sure. dope. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think having a smaller scene like that would be nice. And 
I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't know about the past few years. It was just like very gossipy to me. And I don't know if it's, it's just because I know, but wh- I, it's so it was bad when you were in it. I Do know. Oh, I know. That's why I stopped for a while. Well, exactly. I was gonna say, didn't you stop because of drama? <laughs> yes. Yes, I did. So much drama. So but also, much drama. I feel like a lot of that drama and all that other stuff is very comedy store. Mm, yeah, probably so. I mean, that's why I avoid the comedy store. Yes, I had heard this for quite some time, but it wasn't. No, it wasn't necessarily that. It was just like a series of like crazy, unfortunate events like between my job and I had helped a bunch of comics get a job at a weed place Mm -hmm. and it ended up shutting down and they blame that on me, a Mm -hmm. publicly traded on the stock market company that had two other locations in Washington state and in in Canada. Mm -hmm. But because it shut down, they blamed it on me and I was like, how is this my fucking fault? I was just got you guys a job. It paid $15 an hour cash. We all know working in weed is sketchy as hell. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it was a sketchy job anyways. There was like no security. There, it how was, is a public traded and paying you in cash? They knew they were doing shady shit because exactly. they, they knew. One. Yeah. If you were to go to Starbucks and be like, hey, I hear you're a Fortune 500 company. I'm like, here's the deal. Look over their shoulders and be like. So we pay you in cash, and you only don't work here. You just don't work here. Don't work Legally, here. Right. Don't work here. Legal. I was like, it took me a second to realize that I was like, technically, like I can't really ask these people to come in because they don't really work here. Yeah. You and know. Then it was like, so you can't get on unemployment if we perhaps shut down. Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, that definitely was you're not, not on the books. Not happening. Right. Yeah. It's it's risk reward, and um, it was pretty steady for a few months. But the I mean, the people who were in charge of it were just insane, and just Did they like, have fun weed names like Critter. No, no, it was worse than that. It was the opposite way. They hired a guy who had worked at like Budweiser. And so his name was Jason, you know, and he knew nothing about weed. And he was just like, can't we do weed the way that we do? Uh, I don't know, Bud Light. And I was like, no, motherfucker, no. What does that mean? Like, you know, just he wanted to ramp up the production. I was like, this is a plant. This is a plant we have to buy. And then you have to like basically decide how much of that's going to be pre-rolls. How much of that do we have left after it's actually trimmed? Like mm-hmm. things that this guy did not consider it's at like, all. Well, the great thing about Bud Light is this, we just watered it down. Can right. we just water down the weed? And you're like, no. Yes. yes, that's exactly what he wanted to do. And then because some of the people who I worked with, men, he was very sexist. He would always go over me and like, and I, you know, I can be a real bitch. So, mm-hmm. and put my foot down when I need to. And so I would with him a lot. Your ugly foot down. My ugly feet, I'll put it right <laughs> in your fucking face. No. Uh, no. Uh, okay, on your other foot. This is not a Quentin Tarantino Freeze <laughs> podcast. No feet and faces. The feet right in the face, just like you like it. Everybody knows. No. Spread that around the no. scene. Mm-mm. Put it on the no, put it on the I'm gossip putting, rags. I edit this. I do the final edit. <laughs> Guess what? It's getting in there, okay? Don't cut this. If you say don't cut this. It's, I'm not going to. It they takes never so much do. energy to go back and listen. To I know. It's. I would never, ever listen to my podcast. I was like, no. I do. No. I do. I go back and I listen to my podcast. No. I'm actually used to my voice now, which I thought I would never be. That's one of the hardest things is, yeah, getting used to listening to yourself. Even when you record all of your sets yeah. and everything, I'm like, I'm definitely going to listen to this. And then I never did. <laughs> I hate how much I, I do record my sets now. And I, for years, recorded them and never watched them. And now I watch them. Yeah, I'm sure it definitely helps. <laughs> it definitely helps, but it's not comfortable. Mm-mm. It's not fun. And then at the same time, you also have to acknowledge that like, every audience is different. So it's also not bulletproof either. 
Right, right. That's true, too. It's not necessarily that that joke didn't work. Like, what if, you know, yeah. this person spilt something, caused a distraction over yeah. here, they weren't paying but you attention. you do have to go, and when you listen and watch, go, well, that was my fault. Right. You have to figure out where things are your fault. Because everyone just be like, it was a bad audience. You're like, no, it's a string of bad comedians. Mm-mm, mm-mm. I've, I very rarely was ever like, it's a bad audience. Because, well, I mean, I didn't really, I mean, I... Also because I, I liked, like, scary audiences in terms of, like, bar mm-hmm. crowds. Like, do you remember Lotus Lounge over of here? Of course. Yeah, and how they had to, like, shows. know what they don't. Of course Who is running shows there? Um, they're literally called Dive Bar Comedy. <laughs> Still? Wow. Oh, wow. I yeah. love that. Um, Even uh, after GT passed, his wife just kept doing it. Oh, I didn't know GT was doing the shows there. Because remember before it was yeah. Ryan Pfeiffer. Yeah, Ryan Pfeiffer stopped and producing the shows there, moved. and then GT swooped in and started producing shows there. Gotcha. Okay, okay. Oh, R.I.P. GT. Yeah. R.I.P. GT. It's a crazy scene out here. He was one of our resident crazy people. Exactly. Like, just one of those people you're like, all right, he's going to do this thing, you know? Mm-hmm. It's and, and it kind of, it did seem like, where are all the crazies? I mean, I guess I've been, you know, sitting in the woods for like a year and a half, so what do I know? But Yeah, exactly. You're borderline the Unabomber. <laughs> no, I am a sane person, okay? I got out of here and, and I'm prepping in the woods. What are you are you trying to say that I, I'm uh I've lost it a bit? What are you trying to say? I was shitting in a bucket, <laughs> I was in the woods. What makes me seem not normal? What exactly is the issue? My mom's a robot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh it's just normal shit, you know? Okay, so anyways, with the weed thing. So then that happened, right? Mm-hmm. And then I had like a crazy roommate as well. Who was mm-hmm. also a comic, and I'm I like so I started a YouTube thing now, you know. So I'm gonna kind of go over all of these in more detail because it's I'm gonna make insane. you talk about your YouTube that you started. Okay, good, great. That's part when of the do I do it? No, I know. Should I do it? Well, I when mean, you, when you said the word president, I was like, do I jump in now about this? <laughs> Me, a political pundit, commentator, Courtney Banks? No, I'm not. Well, all. no, I mean, but you went from stand up to. Because your original podcast, Women Aren't Funny, mm-hmm. was very much about women and comedy. And you Hot chicks aren't funny. It. it was about Hot the scene, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. And then you have now moved on into politics with what I love about it is that it's so non-biased. The way people are like, I can't do this. You know, like, I hate everybody. That's what your theme is on politics. Yeah, for the most part. I mean, in a way, in a way, right? Like, I, I really don't like politicians because of what we just said. Like, yeah. if you want to be a politician, there's definitely something wrong with you. I mean, it, it would be great if it were noble and all of that, but uh, I think we've seen enough evidence that... We don't ugh. elect noble. Mm-mm. That's the craziest part about, like, making it a voting system, is that we're like, whoever's the most corrupt one, we're like, we like that one. But they have to appear to be noble, right? I mean, look what happened with Joe Biden. He's a family man. He just got a new cat. He just got, you know, like. But we also didn't vote him in many times before that because we voted him in purely because it was just like we wanted something different. That's my nice non That's your nice way to say it, yeah. Yeah, it's just we wanted something different, and he was the only option on there to do something different. When it came to the primaries, he was one of the bottom people on oh, my list. Oh, 100%. But then when it was like, oh, he's the one that actually made it through the primaries? I guess. I was openly not a fan of voting for Biden when it happened, but also I was voting for Biden. I mean, they put people in a shit situation. They yeah. put people in a real shit situation. And I think, like, between watching 
that kind of stuff with the primaries. Like I was very pro Bernie and, um, you know, still am very like Medicare for all and all of these kind of just basic needs that we need Mm -hmm. in the country. But I think it's like a pretty, we would talk about politics on my, uh, on my older podcast because I like Jay Washington on the day after Trump won, I remember. And I remember saying, I remember saying like something bad has to start happening to white women before they start caring about any of this other shit. Otherwise it's going to be the same. And then he started coming for things that white women cared about. And then they were like, what the fuck? This is terrible. And I was like, okay, people are paying attention now. So now it's a little bit, I'm a little bit scared because with Biden in what I saw when he was elected, I used to live over there by the Trader Joe's on sunset by the laugh factory. Mm -hmm. These white ladies in leggings were out with signs and they were like, we did it. And like, honk if you honk for Joe Biden. And there was like a black guy, homeless, right on the street, like right there. And I was like, you guys, we didn't do it. We barely did it. <laughs> like, let's focus. But that's, you know, I mean, it's interesting to, uh, to like, I don't know, talk about po- politics. Is a, it, it, It's a little bit less gossipy i guess it's still some of the same elements it's gossipy but less personal sure you know because i was talking about like stuff that was happening in the scene and like you know people would come on my podcast and borderline is sports for educated people yes pretty much (laughs) i mean yeah for losers for nerds like like me yeah Yeah, if you're i mean you're from virginia Mm -hmm. so i mean that area there's nothing that's going to be bigger or more popular than the world control that's not many miles away. Right. Yeah. yeah. They. Yeah. It's a huge part of your growing up. Yeah. Sports is. We were always like, sure, I guess, the Redskins or whatever. I don't know. That's yeah, not what no matter what it. the Redskins do, they're not going to be responsible for p- taking us in or out of wars. Precisely. Precisely. And that. Per- As opposed to out here, where we're obsessed with movies because that's the big thing that's right. just happening everywhere. Right. I'm from Tucson, where they're obsessed with the University of Arizona, which nobody's obsessed with the University of Arizona five miles outside of Tucson. I have to special order hats from Tucson if I want U of A hats. Woo! Makes me think of, of course, Romy and Michelle. Of course. Yeah. Exactly. That's amazing. I wish I wish we had that claim to fame. Ours is just like politics about people killing each other. And <laughs> the claim to fame that a movie was based in Tucson but still didn't actually film in Tucson. No, it did not. No, I'm... I was pretty certain it didn't, but it's the effort, yeah, the thought. That it counts. is the effort and thought. No, I mean, <laughs> we use Tucson, we'll celebrate it. Hell yeah, I'd take it. Oh, we celebrate all things that are taped there. Mm-hmm. There used to be a lot of old westerns and stuff. Ooh. But I'm just saying, like, yeah, but having that, if that small city is, like, we're obsessed with this university because it happens to be here. Right. Imagine if the president also happened to live in there. <laughs> right. Yeah, good yeah, point. you become obsessed with politics. But I feel like you are rather unbiased in what you're saying and tweeting and putting out in your podcast. Oh, thank you. But did not get that review recently from, uh, we just did, we talked about Joe Rogan and Jimmy Dore, of course. Yeah. So, well, well, that's the thing is that you have to choose a side when talking about an issue, but I don't know which side of it you're going to fall on as we move to the next issue. It's not predictable, not as predictable as I am with myself. Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah. It's hard for me. I think every, the, the biggest thing that, so our, our, channel is called the bank sisters on youtube and you and your sister you it's can me say and my name. sister keisha um and so she's 41 and i'm 34 and so we were living together in la when the pandemic started and she had always wanted to live in la and i was like Meh, you know whatever i'm just kind of going where i'm gonna go I, I just thought new york would be too hard i don't know 
LA. I came here to visit once and I was like, okay, I'll do it. And so she really didn't want to move back home. And I was like, this shit is fucked up. I don't know what they're going to do with unemployment insurance. I don't know what's going to happen with like, you know, how long this pandemic is going to go on. So maybe it would be better for us to like go home. And Mm -hmm. so we started, so we started here doing some videos about like wanting to move and stuff like that. But the coolest thing is that we kind of don't know each other so, so well, like we do and Mm -hmm. we don't like, she had a whole completely different life. You know, she was I'm like a decade older than my sister. Right. And so I have that gap and it's not a lack of love. It's just a lack of, I moved out when she was eight. Yes, exactly. Her foundational years. I was not present for just because of age. Right. And so when we talk to each other, there is like a, there's a bridge of understanding where like, we're both like focused and really trying to like figure each other out. Yeah. It's nice. It's crazy it's too. Great. Cause yeah. you just like, Oh, okay. When you lived through the recession at your age, it was different for you. Whereas I was coming out of college. So, you know, we have a lot of like interesting things. And then of course parallels with our workplace stories and things like that. Um, but I think the biggest thing for us is just that we, ha- there's a lot of people who get on and like, will read an article and a lot of people like that, you know, like getting the news delivered and then like kind of have an opinion or whatever. But I think for us, the thing that is missing is like the actual discussion. Like we always grew up in our family. Like I would always go sit at the big people, the big people's table <laughs> after any holiday, grown-ups? the grownups. There you yeah, go. There sure. I guess that's what the they're called. The, 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 the giants, uh, I'd sit at their tables and I would always have an opinion about what was going on. You know, in a black family, we're talking about Tiger Woods, you know, was it, you know, my dad's a big golf guy. He's defending Tiger Woods. I'm like, no, this is not right. <laughs> you know, and he cheated on his wife. And I just think, um, it, it was talking about how young they had him doing it. Oh no. Because Tiger Woods <laughs> upbringing, not to get too far into it, is a lot like a child stars where you're like, I don't know if the mo- I gotta watch that. Wasn't there a movie or a docu something yes, about his dad? Yes. Yes. yes I need yes. to watch that. I don't know. I definitely was I did, told I've got to watch it. I'm not gonna say anything so I don't want to stray your opinion on it. But I was okay. like, this is exactly what I said was happening behind the scenes. Mm. There's no way this wasn't what was going on. There's so much we're learning about people now, you know, like just Things you didn't know, mm-hmm. but you definitely thought about. But that's why the yeah. discussion, that's why we don't want to pin ourselves to any one thing. Like maybe we do talk about Tiger Woods and if he had a yeah. terrible upbringing one day. But how does that also relate to, okay, why is that capitalism? Okay, because people need to like use their kids to make mm-hmm. money because why? Because we have no jobs here because on and on and on. And so we always try to like find different ways to connect people into thinking about mm-hmm. things, you know, like. Oh, okay, well, maybe if we had health care for everybody, then this thing could be better. Or, you know, just gently nudge them, but yeah. also sometimes smack them in the face with it. I get so. it. Yeah, and I was happy when you were sitting there judging Joe Biden. Judging Joe Biden. Because we don't get enough of that on the left. No, people are really I know, the people, I know that's too. also the common thing to say right now. Mm. But it's also like, no, 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 I want a good critique of the left on the left. It's not just a celebration of the left. Right, it cannot be. Because when the left is judging the right, it's just, shitting on them and when the right's judging the left they're just shitting on them and that's not constructive either right exactly and how do you get better just like we were talking about with this actually watching your video or mm-hmm. listening to yourself if you don't take the time to go back and actually say like okay not i missed this beat or whatever yeah. maybe i should try a different word if you don't go back and do that which the democrats refuse to do that's mm-hmm. why they're gonna lose i mean they refuse to be honest about it's not the voters fault they have come along for the ride. They pushed you over the finish line. I mean, even here in California, you know, they didn't pass single payer health care and they have a super majority. 
Yeah. How else are people are going to be? Uh, people are tired. People oh, yeah. are not disappointed. For the people right now. Yeah. We're about to see an uprising. Something is going to happen, don't you think? I mean, I thought that my whole life. My whole life, I was told that I was going into an economy that's worse than my parents, which is going to be the first time that's happened in whenever. And I was like, oh no, there'll be an uprising instead. Like, I knew that. I was like, no, no, no. There's, we're going to figure something out. Because as the generation above me starts to pass away and the generation behind me isn't able to fill their spots financially or, like, the housing, we're not just going to have a bunch of empty houses. Yeah. We are going to figure something out. We're not just all going to be poor, surrounded by empty houses. That's just impossible. But there are a lot of empty houses in L.A. right now. Yep. Oh no! I know, no, but I do. I've always thought that too. Whenever I heard about, learned about what the proletariat was, I was always like, "So there's they way outnumber the bourgeoisie. Like, so why don't we just overthrow these bitches?" Like, yeah. I've always just thought there's that more of us than them, right? Like the end of Phantom Menace when they killed the one thing and all the robots fell over, and then every and then they're all dismantled. It's yeah, also that. like an iRobot. They kill the main robot, and then there you go. Are you telling me iRobot just? Stole from Star Wars? I think it's called uh, Creative License or something like that. I don't know what people are saying. Um, spin? What What do people call it when they... St- a reboot? In uh, comedy, they just call it stealing. Ah. That was Courtney Banks. You can check her out on her YouTube channel, The Banks Sisters. That's her, her video podcast that I talked to. We, we talked about it. You heard it. You know what it is already. So that's where you can find her. She's also on Instagram at Courtney Banks. Great time. Good conversation. I think my microphone was turned down a little too low, but meh. And I told her afterwards because we taped it on Super Bowl Sunday. I was like, yeah, I knew I had to uh, ask a girl for Super Bowl Sunday because every guy's got plans. You know, but like, she did a great job. She wasn't sure what the conversation was going to be. I mean, I didn't either. Turned out fun. I like it. Much like I say every week nowadays, I don't know who's next. I don't. Um, but also, it's fun. I've been doing a lot of, I guess the hours have come down to a little more reasonable level at work. But at the same time, also very busy at work. Working on a show. I'll tell you guys all about the show. I know I keep referencing it every week. But it's because it's what I'm spending all week doing. I'll tell you guys about it when it's over. It, it's so far it's fun it's just time consuming time consuming but pretty good so yeah as always you can follow me at aaron m marsh please rate review subscribe to this podcast is this the way is now over for a little bit book of boba fett is done i honestly think that our episode helped some people enjoy the show i got a couple of those comments they're like i didn't enjoy the show so much and then i started listening to your episodes with it and now i'm learning other angle on how to enjoy it and i honestly i know a lot of people don't think it's a good tv show i think it's a great tv show it's just not better than mandalorian and it's being compared to mandalorian instead of other tv shows just compare it to other tv shows it's great it's fun that's there for you is this the way and that will come back of course when they bring back the kenobi show or bring back they're gonna have the first season of kenobi the star wars show in may uh yeah guys that's what i got for you right now that's what i got don't know who's next but haven't missed a deadline yet, so something's going to happen. I know I asked like eight people, and a bunch of them were like, oh, let me circle back around. So we'll see who circles back around. So 
let's find out. I would love to log in eight and just not worry about it till the end of the show and all of it starts to feel backdated because it's all about whatever everyone's up to in February and March. That's my goal. So, as always, thank you for listening. Thank you for putting up with me. And uh, I, I should just play the guitar now. Thank mm-hmm. you.